Shalom and thank you for clicking to listen to one of our audio messages. At Tikvat David, we are building a Yeshua-centered Judaism for Israel and the nations. We hope that this message will encourage, inform, and inspire you to follow Yeshua and to walk in the pathways of Torah. Enjoy. Well, this week we make our final turn in this year's Torah cycle as we enter the book of Devarim, also known as Deuteronomy. So the English word uh, Deuteronomy is based on two Greek words, deuteros, which means second, and nomos, which means law or Torah. So as is well known, uh, this is a, a repetition of the Torah as the Jewish people are about to enter the land of Israel. Now, very important for us to remember as well is that Deuteronomy is the book of the Bible that Yeshua quotes more than any other. In fact, when Yeshua was tempted in the wilderness, he replied to each uh, temptation with a quote from Deuteronomy. Paul also quoted from Deuteronomy quite a bit. So this is really uh, an important book on so many levels. And you know, personally, I- I'm typically uh, very energized when we get to Deuteronomy each year. Now, I-, I enjoy the book of Numbers, don't get me wrong, but the last half of Numbers can be a bit challenging and and uh, maybe, uh, to use a little pun here, a bit dry as they're in the wilderness. But the content, if we're, I think, if I'm honest, it's it's uh, you know it's not the most exciting part of the Torah. Of course, there's great stuff in there though. But uh, there's something that feels refreshing about reaching Deuteronomy every year in the Torah cycle, and I think that part of that has to do with the more uh, pastoral tone uh, or shepherding tone that Moses has in this part of the Torah, which is chronologically only weeks before his death. And I would say this kinder uh, tone from Moses may even be hinted at in the opening words of Deuteronomy. So in Hebrew, in Hebrew we call this book Devarim because uh, the first two words of this book are Ele Devarim. These are the words uh, in Hebrew. Now, at first glance, there's nothing glaring that signals any noticeable kindness in in those opening words that I just read. But for the second week in a row, I want to highlight an insight from Rashi because Rashi notices a special kindness in these opening words from Moses. So according to Rashi, Moses starts Deuteronomy actually with a rebuke of the children of Israel uh, for the long list of of sins that they committed from place to place over the past 40 years in the wilderness. But according to Rashi, Moses actually delivers this opening rebuke, if you will, uh, in a he, he delivers it in a veiled way to protect the honor of the Jewish people. So Rashi highlights that Moses uses vague language here uh, in these opening thoughts uh, of Deuteronomy. So he says, Ele Devarim, these are the words. And Rashi notes that Moses uh, actually, as he kind of goes goes forward from there, that he did not mention the sins of Israel explicitly, but rather alluded to them by then referring to the various places where the sin uh, took the, the various sins took place as recorded in the first chapter. So Rashi puts it this way. He says, this is why Moses uh, put the words vaguely and mentions them through intimation because of the honor of Israel. So I think this is an important concept to consider, and it's an important reading from Rashi. Uh, you know, there are so many ways for us uh, to show kindness, but one of the biggest ways to show kindness 
is to spare and protect others from a sense of embarrassment over previous mistakes or sins. Uh, This is particularly true when we are in arguments or disputes with others. And perhaps uh, surprisingly, one of the biggest ways that we can show kindness is how we handle winning an argument. I saw a great statement along this line recently from the Japanese writer uh, Haruki Murakami, who says, quote, Always rem- remember that to argue and win is to break down the reality of the person you're arguing against. It's painful to lose your reality. So be kind, even if you are right. <laughs> You know, standing on the precipice of the promised land, Moses rightfully needed to create some historical consciousness for the people of Israel uh, as he begins his review of the Torah. But he does this by referencing their checkered past in, in a veiled way that minimizes embarrassment. These are the words. And then he just mentions the places, but not the specific sins. Of course, they were wrong and he was right. But Moses was kind about it. This week, it's probable that some of us will be in similar situations. We may win an argument, uh, have the right viewpoint on something, or even have the opportunity to, to, for whatever reason, we might have the opportunity to sling some mud uh, at someone and, and bring up previous sins. But if we're in that position, let's remember Moses and let's restrain ourselves from embarrassing the person on the other side. Uh, usually, that's going to be somebody close to us who may be who we may be less worried about embarrassing, but it's likely that they are not desensitized to shame, even from us. So rather than sting them with embarrassment, let's protect them by staying silent or being vague. It's painful to lose our reality or to be reminded of it. So let's be kind, even if we're right. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to this audio message from Tikvat David Messianic Synagogue. We would love to get to meet you in person sometime at the synagogue, so come join us for Shabbat or one of the holidays. Also, you can join us in building Messianic Judaism, whether you live in the Atlanta area or far away, by financially contributing to our synagogue. You can learn about the options for giving under the Donate tab at tikvatdavid.org. At Tikvat David, We would love to have you stand with us as we are building a Yeshua-centered Judaism for Israel and the nations. Shalom.